Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat of Ayin Zayin Amud Bet, near the bottom of the Amud, continuing with our analysis of the Shurim presented in the Mishnah, uh, at the beginning of the Parak. Shemen Kedevasuch Ever Katan. So that the shear of oil is enough to put on a small limb. He says what it means, he's enough oil to put on the smallest limb of a newborn baby, which is a very small amount. Watch this challenge. Sounds like either a whole body of a newborn or a small limb of an adult. Isn't that what it means? They would answer, Combine the two statements, and it means exactly what we said, an Ever Katan of a newborn baby. So, perhaps this is a Machlok Katanaim. Which you just interpreted to mean that. And the Rabbiana's Beit Midrash interpreted to mean what they said. Sounds like the same thing. So my Labakim Palgi isn't a machloket. A small limb of a child, not of a binyomo. A small limb of an adult. Or a large limb of a, of a child. But no, nobody would say then a newborn, a limb, small limb of a newborn. So, everybody agrees that that's out, that's too small. And we reject Rabbiyane. A small limb of an adult, or a large limb of a newborn baby. They're the same shear. Like a pinky or something of an adult, yes, but even a large limb of a newborn is still too small. Lo. So my Allah, after all this discussion, what's the halacha? We end up arriving at Rabbianai's Beit Midrash's approach. Okay, Maim, how about water? In order to put on an applicator to put something in the eye. Abayah says, let's take a look at it. Every time that something has a common use and an uncommon use, the rabbis always used the common use, even if it was lenient, meaning bigger shear. If it had two uses, both which were common, then they would take the common one, which was more more stringent, meaning a smaller shear. And here's the proof. It's common to drink wine, not to use it for refua. Therefore, therefore, as we saw in the first point in our Mishnah, they used drinking the shechicha, which is common, lekula, which is a kula. In other words, they used enough to make a revit out of the base of wine, revit of revit. Chalav milk again drinking is the shear. and the shear was enough to swallow some milk. with honey, both are common. Therefore, they use the smaller shear, which is a fuah. Okay, that establishes that the rule is accurate. Alamayim, since water, since water, drinking water is common, but using it for therapy is not common. 
My Why the Rabbanon give such a small shear of water being used for medicinal purposes? So Rabbi Abaya then answered, Our mission was taught in the Galil, where they drank water and they didn't drink water. It could even be other places. Anything you put in the eye might heal, but it also darkens the eye, except for water, which doesn't, which means water in the eye is some sort of special therapy that was always used. I mean, even we use it to clear stuff out of the eye, so therefore it's really not uncommon. Okay, Ushar Kolamashkin. We said all other liquids are revit. So the Brita says that um, blood and then all other liquids are revit. Blood is enough to put on one eye as a coloring. Because people put it on for some sort of a disease, like a cataract. What kind of blood? A wild chicken. And cataract is outside the eye. He says enough to put in one eye. Yarod is like a wart inside. Some sort of another bird. As you remember, it is a domestic one is for inside the eye, and a wild one is for outside the eye. Okay. This is, by the way, all of these shiurim are if you carry them out. But if you bury this amount or hide this amount, then even the smallest amount, not this amount, but even less, you're chayav. Shimon says the opposite. Shimon says the opposite, is that these shiurim are only if you make this a small amount special by hiding it, but for if you stop and carry it, then you need a full revit. The agree that if you carry out filthy water, it's got to be a revit. Okay, now Let's look at that statement. Isn't somebody who hides it also the guy who carries it out? What's we're talking about? I said, go make some space over there for a meal. Clear stuff out. He went and he cleared stuff out. Something that everybody agrees is important. The students chayav for something that's not that important, smaller than important. He asked the rabbi if it's something the rebbe had hidden or had marked off as being special. The student is chayav for carrying out something which has significance to his rebbe. If not, not. That's why the matzniah here is the rebbe, so the motzi is the son, is the student. The Chacham agree with Rabbi Shimon that filthy water, the minimum is revit. What's filthy water good for at all? To mix it with mud, to make mortar. But the shear of mortar itself is, as we'll see later on in the parak, enough to make a spout for a uh, for a little pot. Which is less than that. So, Lokasha, how did Migbal, how did Migbal? The answer is, if it's mixed already. Nobody's going to take water to mix it in order to make such a small amount for that spout. So, if you already have mud, <coughs> then that amount that's enough to make the spout, that's enough. But for water, it's got to be more than that, enough to mix in a revit of water to make more of this mortar. Okay, the next Mishnah. If you take a rope out, what's the shear? Enough to make a handle for a basket. 
Gemi, it's kind of like a reed of sorts, could also fly on a public part to make a hanging strap for a sifter. Pinochet told me, which is smaller. We're going to find now that Rabbi Yehuda, consistently through the Mishnayot, has a smaller shear, is Machmir. He says, in the, all you need is the saw, is the amount to make, to take as a measurement for a child's shoe. Niar, what about, uh, papyrus? In order to write a, a receipt of, uh, a customs receipt, which is two big letters. And if you carry out that receipt, you're chayav. Uh, and that's the end of that Mishnah, which is even, which is, uh, as far as we're going to get in, uh, in this, we're going to skip now the, the next two Mishnayot that are included here. But Niyar Machuk means a, an erased, uh, papyrus is enough to, you can't write on anymore, to cover up a small vial of of perfume. We'll come back in the next podcast to the other Mishnayot that are here, uh, but in the meantime, go straight to the Gemara. Why don't we say that a rope is also chayev if you make it a, a strap for a, a sifter, which is a smaller shear? The answer is Kevin Nacharik Mana, since it's uh, rough and it hurts the Kli, of the industry. People don't make it for that. They use something smooth like a reed. Tanarbanan Hutsin, which are like sticks, it's like wicker or palm branches. Enough to make a, uh, a, a handle for a wicker basket. Sieve, which is moss, to put on a um, on a uh, small mouth in order to uh, sift out uh, wine, to be like a sifter, a sieve. Revav, which is a suet, in order to put underneath a small little cake at the bottom. Kamashi, what's the size? Kasela. The size is about the size of a coin. Vatani kagrogerit, I always said the size is a grogerit. Yiridi chachura, the answer is the same thing. Kasela is a flat dimension, the grogerit is a volume dimension. Mochin, what about down? To make a small little ball. Kamashura, what's the size? Okay, it goes like a nut. Okay, we said niyar, that the size of a papyrus is in order to write keshemochsin. Tanakama keshemochsin, what is it? Shte otiot, two big letters. Here we have a writer that says that papyrus is enough to write two letters, which would be even smaller. It says that means those two big letters have a customs receipt. Our two letters, our two letters plus something to hold on to, which is the which is the same size as two big letters. Watch this challenge. Erased papyrus, or a star that's already been paid off. So it can't be written on anymore. The question is, what's it worth? If the white part, the margin, uh, has enough to write two letters, the whole thing is big enough to cover up that vial of perfume. So, we understand why Rav Sheshit, who said the shear is two big letters, well, we understand here you've got something already written on it, plus you have room for two more little letters. Therefore, together that makes up that shear. But Ravu says it's a smaller shear, two of our letters, plus the part you hold on to, which is Kesher Mochsin, so it's even bigger. Here you don't need a Beit because you've already got the white area. 
So the answer is Kashi, right? It's even to support Rav Sheshit. Okay, Tanam Baram, Sikesh Mochsin. So interesting Tosefta. If you carry Keshavosin out and you haven't yet shown it to the customs official to show that you've paid up, then you're Chayav because it's significant. After you showed it to him already, Patur, because it's got no use. Even after you show it to him, you're Chayav, you still need it. So my Benai, what's the difference? So we have, what is it you need? He says, they disagree about the possibility that the moches is going to send a guy to run after you to recheck your document. Yudah says, you have to worry about that, therefore you still need it. It's sort of a similar thing, that you may have to show it to a junior officer, and then show it again to the senior officer. It's still just one guy. You want to show it to another customs official. In other words, you've already passed customs and everything's fine. When you come to the next customs official, you might want to <coughs> get him on your good side by saying, see, I've, uh, I'm already a trustworthy guy by showing your old receipt. Okay. If you carry out, this is the Tosefta in the same area. If you take out a shtarchov, if you haven't yet collected, then you're chayav, because this amount's significant. patur. If you already collected, you're in patur, but you don't chayav. Even if you already paid it up, now you're the lender, you're chayav, you need it. So again, my benayu, what, where do they disagree? Sugi in the second paragraph to both. Whether you're allowed to hold on to a shtar parua. Now this is the lender. Uh, you're not allowed to hold on to a paid-up star. Uh, it looks like you're trying to collect a second time. And therefore, it has no use for you. He says, you're allowed to hold on to it. Abaye says, everybody agrees you're not allowed to hold on to it. The question is, if you admit that you are the uh, lender on that star, does it, do we need kium? You still have to go to Beitin and be Mekayimet. The star is already good. My pro. So now, what does it mean that you haven't yet paid it up? That can't be what it means here, because in Kiyum is no longer a relevant issue. pro. It means when the Lova says I paid up or I didn't pay up. That's what it means. Not that he actually paid it up, but his claim. Everybody agrees that if you admit to a star, you still have to be Mekayimit, meaning can confirm the signatures. The Machloket is, do we write a Shovar? Famous Machloket, Babatra, Tanakama Savar, Kotvin Shovar, says you do write a receipt, and therefore this star itself has no value. We do not write a receipt, uh, and therefore the borrower wants to hold on to his star to show that he's paid it up. He has something akin to what we saw in the previous one at the Moches. The borrower wants to hold on to his star, even after it's been paid up, to show to the next guy he's going to borrow from. He says, see, I'm a trustworthy borrower. Here's a star of a of the last halva that I did where I paid it up, as you can see. Okay, we'll pause here. We'll go back to the... Uh, to the next Mishnah that's in the previous group, and then analyze the Gemara here, starting on Ayin Tadamud Aleph. In the meantime, but it should have a wonderful day.